You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To talk a little bit more about the NBA, our Radio.com NBA insider, Ryan McDonough, co-host of the Scallon Pals, and also NBA podcast with Brian, Brian Scalabrini. You can subscribe to Scallon Pals today wherever you get your favorite podcast. Now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Ryan McDonough. Ryan, how you been? I'm doing great, Bill. It's good to be back on with you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. So give us kind of the update as to you as to how you see it as basketball has tried to get back. Some players have said, I, I don't know necessarily that I want to come back, but they're trying to get everybody down to Orlando and in that area and trying to run this thing the right way. So uh, give us kind of an update in your eyes as to how you see things going. Yeah, the deadline's tomorrow, Bill, and, and what I mean by that is the league has asked all players to decide by tomorrow if they do not want to participate in the Orlando restart with 22 teams headed to Central Florida in late July. And a few players have taken the league up on that offer. And, and, and the only um, deterrent, I guess, to, to not do that, obviously, in, in addition to not being able to compete in the games, is the financial aspect. Uh, you, you, you'll lose your prorated salary as a player who does not participate. But the league said that, that they don't want any other restrictions or they don't want anybody to uh, feel badly about not participating. So in the last few days, you had Davis Bertans, uh, the talented sharpshooting forward from the Washington Wizards. He, he decided not to play. Uh, as, as you know, Bill, the, the Wizards are right on that playoff bubble. They're the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference. And, in fact, they're probably on the outside looking in, given that it seems like Brooklyn and Orlando will clinch the last two playoff spots in the East. Uh, so Bertans decided not to play, and that was mainly for contractual reasons. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent this offseason, and he also has a history of knee injuries with two tears of his right ACL in the past. And then yesterday we also learned that Trevor Ariza, um, you know, due to visitation rights with his 12-year-old son and his ex-wife, he decided not to play for family reasons. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, also, who's an unrestricted free agent at the moment, coming off an injury he decided not to play as well uh, so those are only the first three bill I, I think there will be others uh, but my guess is that the guys for the most part who decide not to play in Orlando will be on the, the, the fringe teams fringe playoff teams and non-contending teams and then I think uh, you know by and large the guys on the contending teams like the Bucks will do everything they can to play and then to try to help their teams raise a champ- the Larry O'Brien championship trophy in mid-October. Do you think uh, just kind of what your gut tells you and the people you've talked to think they're going to be able to pull this off. We just heard from Dr. Fauci in the last hour that says that they probably have the best shot out of anybody of doing this thing in a bubble. You think they'll be able to pull this thing off with no interruption? I think they're going to do everything they can to make that happen, Bill. Now, it's going to be difficult, obviously, given how contagious, how transmissible the virus seems. But what the NBA has done as far as the protocols they put in place is really set up a number of different checkpoints, Bill, at different points in time. Uh, the first is this week when players were asked to report to their, their markets, their home team markets. Uh, so the Bucks players will travel back to Milwaukee, and then 21 of the 22 teams will be in their market this week. The only team that is not in market is the Toronto 
Toronto Raptors who were heading straight to Florida uh, to start working out and, and practicing down there due to the travel restrictions uh, getting in and out of Canada. Uh, but you know, I, So the league is bracing and the teams individually are bracing for a number of players to test positive uh, this week. As, as you know, the math bill, I mean, in some uh, states and counties, the, the positive COVID-19 rate uh, as far as testing is over 10% at this point. So the league is prepared for that, but what they're going to try to do is quickly uh, quarantine those players, get them away from the rest of the group, and then hope that you know, in, in a week or two, those players t- test negative and, and are able to be reintegrated uh, before the game start in Orlando. So you're going to have a couple different checkpoints. The first one is this week, as far as the testing goes, and then the second will be down in Orlando. Uh, now, I'm sure there'll be some positive tests even in the Orlando bubble. That's just what the math says is going to happen. But the league is doing everything it can to try to mitigate that possibility with the hope that the games start as scheduled on July 30th. Uh, then I want to talk specifically about the Bucks. The Bucks obviously are a team that uh, ended that uh, season prior to the COVID with the best record. Uh, they still have one of the best players in basketball in Giannis. And the way things are set up, if all goes well, this team could be could be hoisting a trophy. In any way, shape, or form, do you feel with a 62-plus game season completed and then a run through the postseason the way we have it in a bubble on neutral sites, is it more, less, or the same of an accomplishment uh, as to if, if, if the regular season never would have stopped and then they go on to win? Uh, because I think a lot of people are looking at it, well, it could be diminished. I look at it just the opposite. It's been a very hard, arduous process to get from point A to point B, wouldn't you think? I agree with you, Bill. I, I think whoever raises the championship trophy, and I think the Bucks have as good a shot to do that as any team in the league, um, they overcame a lot. They persevered through a lot. In fact, if you're a higher-seeded team like the Milwaukee Bucks are, uh, I think your path is even more difficult uh, just due to the fact that you played all year. You, you were the best team in, in the NBA throughout 75 to 80% of the regular season, uh, but you're not rewarded for that by getting home court advantage and potentially having uh, any and every game seven on your home court. Uh, the Bucks put themselves in that position. They're, they're not going to do that. Obviously, it's all going to be in a, a neutral site environment in Orlando. So uh, I don't think there'll be any asterisk built because here's why. I, I was in the league um, through a few lockouts as an executive, one in particular during the 2011-12 season. That was a shortened season. And I don't think anybody in hindsight looks back and say, says, well, that season was compromised because they only played 66 instead of 82 games. Uh, you know, you just remember, um, you know, who raised the championship banner, who's holding that trophy, and who's wearing the rings at the end of the day. And uh, so I, I think for Milwaukee or whichever team ends up with a championship, it will be a tremendous compliment, uh, you know, compliment to the organization and also will show the, the, the perseverance and dedication they have, um, you know, with an extremely unusual multi-month layoff before play resumes. Uh, I really like the Bucks' chances in all of this. Uh, so some of the keys down the stretch, I mean, I, obviously we look at matchups. There's no doubt about that. But is, is this where just a team that gets back into a rhythm quicker is going to be a team that hoists the trophy, a team that is able to shoot better, uh, is more cohesive? Because one of the things that we talked about here uh, prior to all of this was the cohesiveness and the kind of the camaraderie this team had. And then obviously during marches and such, most of the team was out with Giannis and they were all marching together and staying together and, and talking together. Is, is that something that's an intangible that Sabermetric cannot put a number on because you've got something intangible within that locker room? I think it is, Bill, and I think the Bucks are in good shape 
either way. I, I think their chemistry and, and how, how hard they play is, is, is really good. I think that's, in fact, off the charts and has been since Mike Budenholzer arrived and since he and John Horst uh, put their imprint on the franchise. Uh, they've been as good as any team in the league throughout the past two, two seasons, as you know. Uh, so I think they have that going for them in terms of chemistry and camaraderie and effort, but I also think they have the numbers going for them or in their favor, Bill. And what I mean by that is the Bucks were the best defensive team in the league. They led the league in defensive efficiency by a wide margin. Uh, they're the best rim-protecting team in the league, and they also have the best rim attacker in the league, and the best guy in the league is getting to the free-throw line in Giannis. So I think all that plays in their favor, especially if teams are out of sync, if teams are rusty and the sharp shots aren't falling. The Bucks have the ability to – get to the free throw line, to get to the rim offensively, and to protect the rim defensively. And uh, I think those things travel and, and should hold up very well in the neutral site environment in Orlando. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. Hey, before I let you go, who is the threat in the East that probably is the most significant to the Bucks, and, and obviously in the West? Are we still looking at, say, the Lakers and the Clippers, or is there somebody else coming out of this that may have a better opportunity? Yeah, I think it's either Boston or Toronto. Um, those are the, the next two seeds in the Eastern Conference. Uh, assuming the seeds hold in Orlando, the Bucks wouldn't match up with one of those teams till the conference finals. I, I think Milwaukee would still be a pretty strong favorite against either one of them. But uh, Toronto obviously has the experience from going to the finals and winning a championship last year. Now Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green obviously aren't on the roster, but uh, the Raptors are very good again this year. They're, they were 46-18. and 18. Uh, They were good at home. They were good on the road. And they're the second-best defensive team in the league behind the Bucks. And then I think the Boston Celtics, especially if they're healthy, uh, we'll see how Kemba Walker looks and what his knee looks like. But uh, they have a deep and talented team uh, led by Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward, another veteran star, and then two young studs who are emerging in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So uh, I think, you know, those are the two teams, Bill, that could push Milwaukee and give them a heck of a series in the Eastern Conference Finals. But uh, I think the early rounds, the first round, and maybe even the first two rounds for the Bucks will be no problem. And I think your listeners should anticipate uh, seeing them back in the Conference Finals again this year. Excellent. Ryan, appreciate your time as always. Good stuff. And we'll touch base again uh, soon, okay? Anytime, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Ryan McDonough, Radio.com Sports NBA Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And uh, the insider, Ryan McDonough, co-host of the Scallon Pals and All In a podca- NBA podcast with Brian Scalabrini. You can subscribe uh, to Scallon Pals today wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And he joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.